I'm Lisbeth and I'm the manager of Nordic Education Center for Dog Trainers, or in short, Nordic Dog Trainers. We are based in Norway and our main focus is dog behavior and problem solving. And we are very interested in dog's language, in the calming signals and the distance increasing signals. We simply just want to understand our dogs better and we want to teach you how you can communicate with your dog and understand what your dog is trying to communicate to you. We want to unite all dog lovers around the world and we do have an international dog trainer school online and we have online courses and in-person courses in Europe. Welcome to our podcast. Hi, this time it's only me. I don't have any guests today and I wanted to talk to you about dogs, really just about dogs. I've called this um, episode for Back to Basics and I would like to just talk to you a little bit about how I think that we maybe should keep our dogs how we how we can have a good relations to our dogs and also referring to many hours of uh, discussions and, and nice talks that I've learned a lot from with um, Turi Drugos who's the author of On Talking Terms with Dogs I know I've been talking a lot about her but it's a reason for that and I I was so um, fortunate to get to know Turid um, almost 20 years ago. And I went to a dog trainer school about 10 years ago. And since then, she's also been my mentor and friend. And this lady has been training dogs and observing dogs for more than 50 years. That's that's almost as old as I am. <laughs> um, and she tells me stories about how they kept dogs, how they were training dogs during World War II. It's so valuable to me to uh, get this information because I'm a curious person. I want to know why things are happening, why we're doing certain things and so on. And through my talks with Tudid, I've also learned a lot about uh, how we used to keep dogs. and. Well, basically, uh, the difference from 50 years ago until today. And a lot of what I'm going to talk about today is referring to conversations with Tudid about the way they used to train and keep dogs uh, many years ago as opposed to today. She was actually one of the first, not one of them, but the first judge in agility in Norway years ago. Uh, she's been doing obedience training, the, the traditional obedience training. And uh, the stories that she tells me how they kept dogs before the Second World War, so in the, in the 30s and in the 40s in Norway, uh, and today it's, it's, it's very valuable for all of us, I think, to know. So, <clears throat> Tudid and I, we are talking 
quite often about why why we do certain things with our dogs today. Why do we have the kind of problems that we have with our dogs today? Um, we do experience a lot of stress problems with, with our dogs, uh, meaning that our dogs are stressed. Stress could be cause of too many things happening in their lives or too little happening in their lives. So they could be bored, inactive, and so on, or they could be doing too much. This is, of course, not, um, not, not the answer to everything. It's just very interesting to, to learn about how we humans kept dogs 50 years ago, or even 30 years ago. I remember that. I got my first dog uh, almost 40 years ago. And I, I would really urge you to, as well, to talk to your parents or your grandparents or even your great-grandparents, if you have any, uh, about how they, they kept their dogs before, as opposed to today. Tudid claims she thinks that a lot of the cause for a problem behavior in dogs today is because we're doing too much uh, with our dogs, too much of the wrong things with our dogs. And I've been working full time with dogs for uh, almost 10 years now, and I agree. Most of us are doing too much, some are doing too little, of course. Neither is good. So we should find a balance. But what is doing too much and what is doing too little? And I often get a question or, or questions like, what should I do to, to help my dog being active? What should I do to prevent my dog from being bored? And I have a theory. <laughs> it's my theory. It's probably a lot of other people's th theories as well. But um, humans, we are experiencing a lot of stress problems ourselves, aren't we? We get sick from working too much. We get exhausted from the kind of lives that we are living. So maybe the humans aren't made for the kind of lives that we have today. We are very busy today. Our brains are working in a very different way than it used to do very just short a short time ago. After we got the internet, we are getting so much more information into our brains. So it's really getting exhausted. And our development as human beings can't really keep up with the development of, of, of technical stuff that we have around. And certainly our dogs cannot keep up with that development either. So maybe we are imposing our restlessness and our need of things to happen and happen quite uh, quickly um, to our dogs. Because I think, we first of all, to get a good good life with your dog, I think we need to provide our dog with, with as much uh, natural environment, like, like the natural way of living as we can. 
Because remember, when dogs, when the puppies are born, they are really um, not really made for this world, are they, uh, in 2021? And um, just 30 years ago, we weren't doing all this agility and, and fancy new dog sports. 40, 50 years ago, we were keeping dogs more as a, a working tool for farms, uh, for herding, um, guarding, and so on, hunting, of course. And today we want to, to include our dogs in our everyday life, and maybe that everyday life is not suitable for every dog. It certainly isn't suitable for all of us humans, so how can we expect it to be perfect for our dogs? So I really believe that's why we start level one, our online introduction course with, with lessons of, on how dogs are, would live if they wouldn't, if they didn't have any dog owners, if they didn't have any owners or parents, it's a, it's a nicer word to say. Actually, that's why I don't really like to say owners, but in Norwegian, that's the only term we have for it. We don't use terms like dog parents, but it's a much nicer term, I think, instead of owning someone. So I'm going to try to start using that in English as well, dog parents. So first we need to know what would a dog normally do during the day and during the night? What do they do? Obviously, they have certain instincts. We have bred them to have these kind of instincts, like hunting instincts and guarding instincts and so on. So to learn more about how dogs, what they would do in their natural environment, we have to go and look at dogs that don't have anyone um, deciding what they're going to do every day. Now, I'm not sure if looking at stray dogs in big cities is the right place to look. Maybe not even in wolves, because wolves are not dogs. Dogs are not wolves. <laughs> um, but there are a lot of studies being done on stray dogs or, or dogs that are, um, they don't have any <laughs> dog parents. They don't have any parents. So they live on the streets, streeties. <clears throat> and they are living in our environment, so in cities, for example. And what do, would they do during a day? Well, the thing is that more than 50% of the day, they would be inactive. So they wouldn't be doing very much. However, they are doing um, other things which we maybe don't do with them um, as much as we should do. And that is to walk around sniffing and just caring, caring for each other, touching, uh, and so on. Uh, I'm referring to a study done uh, in 2014 on free-ranging dogs in India. It was published in Current Science. And a, a typical day, they did not um they did not observe the dogs during the night 
uh, a few hours during the night. So this is not the full 24 hours, but we can assume that they were sleeping part of the night as well. We know dogs are not uh, awake during the night and, and sleeping during the day. So we can uh, kind of get a good picture of what's going on in a dog's life that does not have any one deciding what to do and when to do it. So 54% of the time, they would be uh, inactive. They would lay around, they would lay, very often they would lay next to each other. They would, uh, like I said, care for each other, clear, clean each other's ears, uh, taking care of each other's coats. Um, they would also uh, do, yeah, maintenance of themselves, cleaning themselves and so on. Only 3% of the time they're vocalizing. So that means barking or, or being vocal in any, any way. And literally, no time would be spent being aggressive, for example. So they wouldn't do a lot of outbursts uh, like our dogs might do uh, if they have uh, a problem. Uh, of course, they do <clears throat> play. <clears throat> sorry, they do play a little bit with each other, but they don't play all day. Our uh, perception of dogs socializing is very often that they need to play, but no, they don't need to play all the time. Puppies play a lot; they play more uh, than adult dogs typically because they are training to be adult dogs. That's part of their way of growing up and letting out steam and, and being social with each other. Um, so a typical day would consist of a lot of a lot of inactivity. It, I'm not saying that we should leave our dogs being very inactive and doing nothing. Um, but dogs, I think it's underestimated to do nothing with your dog. And let me explain that a little bit because that's something of the most important things I learned from Tudid is to relax and do nothing with my dogs. And what I mean by that is just to, for example, go for a nice walk with your dog. Don't bring your mobile phone, please. Just do nothing. When you go for a walk, maybe you can sit down in a park on a bench you could sit down if you're in the woods or in the hills or anywhere on the beach. Just sit down and do nothing. Observe, just be and relax. And this is a very important part of what dogs are doing when they are together as well. They just are. They just, they, they just there. They don't necessarily play or run around or bark or, or, or things like that. No, they can just sit together or lay together or stand together, whatever position they're in, um, they just are together. They observe. Dogs are also scavengers, primarily scavengers. They're not hunters, although they have the hunting instinct, of course, but they are scavengers, which means that they are walking around looking for different things to eat, a variety in their fruits. Does your dog get a good variety in chewing stuff and food? You know, people, some people 
even today believe that dogs can't taste anything, which is of course not true. They have taste buds, but they don't have as many taste buds as humans, but they still have taste buds. And they also have a need for different textures to chew and different tastes. So if we give our dogs only kibble, so dried food every day, then we're taking away a lot of enrichment for our dogs. Um, to reduce stress in dogs in general, or stress-reducing activities would be to be more like what they would do in a natural state, if you see what I mean, if we didn't tell them what to do. Um, some of the time they would be using on sleeping and resting, actually as much as 10 to 16 hours. An adult dog on average needs to sleep and rest for about 14 hours. When you get a puppy eight weeks old home, it can need as much as 20 hours sleep and rest a day, as much as when it's a very young puppy. So they need a lot of sleep and rest, and they do that partly during the night and partly during the day. Actually, I think it was about 60% is during the night and 40% during the day. And then they do maintenance, which is eating, scavenging, finding things to eat. Toileting, obviously, chewing, self-grooming, and active food scavenge. So go looking for food. And they do the, that they have, um, I don't know how to pronounce that word, but they, they connect with each other. They care for each other with um, active interactions like play, grooming each other, and sniffing. And they don't run very much when they're by themselves. I mean, when they don't have any parents who tell them what to do. They walk much of the time because they're sniffing at the same time. So they walk, they inspect, they sniff, they stand, and sometimes they run, and sometimes they play. But maybe not. And I'm saying maybe a bit ironic now, as much as many of the dogs that we keep today uh, are doing. So, <clears throat> um, think about your own dog and how your daily life with your dog is. I'm just going to take a random example out of my head now, what would what would a dog owner do? Um, for example, we get up. I'm taking myself in as, as an example. When I was working full time um, as a as a college teacher, I got up at six thirty, and then uh, my dogs got a nice walk before I went to work. So. Uh, when I was at work, I was gone for, and I was one of the lucky ones because I was only gone for seven hours in total because I was a teacher and teachers in Norway work a lot from home. So I was gone for seven hours. They were home sleeping. And then 
um, I got home and they got a nice walk in the woods. The thing is, I don't do any dog sports, but a lot of people do. So if you add into that uh, an hour of agility, maybe even not without um, uh, what, what you call it, like preparing for running and so on. Can't remember the word in English now. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure you do, the listener. But um, um, anyhow, uh, going to agility or other dog sports that um, they need to use a lot of muscles and running, and they're not prepared to do that. So um, that could be something that we should think about. Then maybe they left and left home again alone for maybe an hour or so when the owner is going out shopping um, and then the owner comes home watch television the dog is laying around uh, being with their owner maybe the owner is on the phone for a little while before you go to bed and so on so even though you're in the house but you're doing other stuff like being on the phone and being on, on your computer not paying that much attention to your dog it's not the same as being with your dog Dogs need us. They need, they need to be touched. They need to be uh, part of our lives, uh, and they need to be seen. If you see what I mean, and that's what I want to. Um, how can I put it? That when I started relaxing more with my dogs, when I started doing less. Um, with my dogs when I start because I was doing obedience I tried out agility I tried out all sorts of dog sports as well and I wanted to be busy with my dog because I wanted the dog not to be bored I was scared that my dog would be bored but when I've started doing nothing as Tudor is saying when I started doing more of nothing with my dogs just being with my dogs for example, taking them with me when I go vis visiting friends. That seems like a long time now during, because of the corona situation. But before that, um, taking my dogs to other people's homes when I was visiting my friends. Going for a walk together with a, another dog friend. Letting the dogs be on leash or off leash. Off-leash is, of course, always the best, but it's really underestimated uh, to the value of actually going for a walk even on leash with another dog because dogs need other dog friends. Actually, they should, act, they should be meeting another dog every day. A dog that they like, a dog friend. They don't need to meet a new dog every day. They need to meet a friend every day, just like us humans. It doesn't have to be many friends. One friend is enough. So if you have your dog have one or two or three other dog friends, that's fine. So spend time with your other friends that have dogs who are friends with your dogs. I can't stress this enough because this is important. The dogs like to be with other dogs that they like. They are not robots. They don't love every other dogs. They have friends just like us. Some dogs 
they don't like very much. Sometimes some dogs they they think are okay, but they're not really best friends. And some dogs they really, really enjoy the company of. So the best thing, of course, is to find a good dog friend for your dog. And then let them do dog stuff. Let them decide if they want to play and when they want to play. If they 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 can go <clears throat> sorry sniffing together, you can go for a walk together, like I just said. If you have to be on leash, if the dog has to be on leash, then you can have a long, long leash, 10, 20 meters. Um, you can have sniffing games, enriched environment, and sleeping together, just resting and sleeping together. If dogs does not sleep next to each other, doesn't mean that they're not friends. <laughs> They can sleep in two different corners of a room. They just um, they just uh, enjoy being together, but they don't have to be on top of each other. I've got questions about that a few times as well. If if dogs don't like each other, if they sleep in different parts of the room, but it's impossible for me to answer because you need to look at the other stuff what the dog is doing. The dogs are doing. Do they enjoy the company of each other? Do they play well together or or go or go for walk on a nice in a nice way? Do they seem to enjoy each other each other's company? If they do, it doesn't matter where they sleep. Chewing together is also a social thing to do with dogs, chewing and eating. So the best thing you can do for your dog is stress reducing activities like doing dog stuff which is relaxing sleeping a little bit of playing if they want to and then something they can uh, spend time sniffing or using their nose some kind of nose work for them investigating new places is nice for them too very nice for them um so I'm calling this episode back to basics because sorry back to basics <laughs> because I want us to learn more about what a dog is really like in the natural environment and we need to stop stressing so much about everything we need to stop having a time schedule for everything and we need to stop needing to have a certain way of doing everything. When I see questions online about training, uh, sometimes I get really, I don't know, uh, to be honest, a little bit frustrated. Because what do you actually need to know if you're going to train your dog some something, if you want to teach your dog something? Of course, I'm presuming that you only use positive methods, which means that you're not hurting your dog in any way, verbally or physically. Um, but what we need to know is how dogs learn. When you know how dogs learn, how their brain function, then you can start teaching him. <laughs> it means that you have to think, though. You can't expect to have a book or a booklet about everything you want to know. Uh, today, we really, we go and Google everything. How to bake a cake, how to 
race kids, how to fix something on our cars. Uh, all of these things are good things. But when it comes to being with your dog, you should not be Googling everything. You should be trying to find out what your dog likes to do and how he or she likes to do it. I am not sure if I'm making myself <laughs> very clear because I'm just rambling on. I guess what, what I really want to say is relax. Be with your dog. Put your mobile away. Go for nice, calm walks. Let your dog run off-leash if possible. Uh, let him use his nose. Let him get different tastes to taste and different things and textures to chew. Um, of course, you can do a dog sports if your dog likes it, if your dog enjoys it. But you need to know if he enjoys it and how do you know that? You need to know your dog and you need to, to know the dog's language, their body language. So, of course, you need to read the book on talking terms with dogs to learn how we can interpret their body language. Um, but if we do something every day, agility one day, and then socializing, going for a walk with 10 other dog owners, going to a dog park the next day and so on, of course your dog is going to be over tired, exhausted by the end of the week, just like maybe you and I are on Friday evenings. And we don't really want that for ourselves, and we should not want it for our dogs. So to sum up, what I wish for is that we can all learn to relax a little bit more together with our dogs and to be better at observing our dogs, to get to know our dogs and to ask your dog what your dog likes instead of Google or ask a person what your dog likes. You should first ask your dog, what do you like? Do you like to go uh, doing a certain kind of dog sports? Do you like being with this, that dog or the other dog? Um, what kind of people do you like to, to be around? Do you like to walk in the city or do you prefer to walk in the woods? Or a little bit of both, maybe. I'm not saying that we should do nothing with our dogs. That's also wrong, okay? That's also a source for, for being stressed, to be understimulated. But a, what would be good is to do a good variety in things. Go for walks in different places, adding a new place every week maybe, that would be good. Uh, taking your dogs along when you go visiting your friends, if it's suitable, of course, if your friends like dogs. <laughs> um, and just basically relaxing a little bit more and getting to know your dog more. Ask your dog what he or she wants and uh, just be more. Not run around trying to to do most, uh, to do as many things as we can possibly do, like we are doing for ourselves, 
uh, dogs don't have the same need of that. They're just happy being with us, but then we have to be there for them. Okay, so my best advice is to get off your computer and your mobile phone for a couple of hours every day at least and be with your dog and do nice things for and with your dog. See you next week, or I mean, I'll hear you, you'll hear me next week. Sorry. Bye. Thank you.